This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to look back on Liverpool's superb 2-1 win over Tottenham Hotspur. Last October, the Reds lost 4-1 to Spurs at Wembley to slip to 9th in the Premier League and leave them trailing eventual champions Manchester City by a massive 12 points. But fast forward 11 months and Jurgen Klopp's side sit level on points at the top with 5 wins from 5 after they comprehensively outplayed their title rivals. The podcast will kick off with the verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. You will then hear from Reds fans Sam Planch and Alex Watts who have phoned into this show. And then the podcast will round off with audio highlights from Jurgen Klopp's press conference. We'll be back with your next post-game show after Tuesday's mouth-watering Champions League opener against Paris Saint-Germain at Anfield. But for now, enjoy reflecting on what was really a statement of intent from Liverpool. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it's been a fantastic afternoon for the Reds down here in London. It finished Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2. Jurgen Klopp's side making it five wins out of five in the Premier League so far this season, retaining top spot and really sending out a statement, I think, here today that they are genuine title contenders this time around. Uh, this was their biggest test to date against uh, a Tottenham side who, let's not forget, has finished above Liverpool in eight of the last nine seasons. But um, Liverpool passed that test with flying colours, I think, the scoreline massively flattered Spurs because uh, they were comprehensively outworked and outclassed in pretty much all departments. And, and But for some pretty sloppy finishing at times and, and dodgy decision-making from the Reds in the final third, it, it would have been you know, uh, a real hammering. And uh, Liverpool really should have replicated the kind of uh, scoreline that they actually endured themselves down here last October when they... Uh, when they were and they were beaten 4-1, um, you know it, that was certainly wouldn't have, have flattered Liverpool on the the balance of play today. But the, the big thing was they did avenge that uh, that damaging setback of 11 months ago, and they responded and delivered to Klopp's pre-match talk about showing everyone how far they've come. You know, showcasing the improvements that we've seen certainly over the uh, the second half of last season. Uh, and then, of course, that belief fueled by the uh, the transfer business of the summer. Um, you know, there's so much optimism and expectation around the club this summer, and belief that Liverpool could really kick on. And uh, they've certainly backed up those bold words with, with actions so far. Uh, great to see Gini Wijnaldum finally uh, score his first uh, Premier League away goal. Really clever looping header from him to break the deadlock just before half time after Vorm had uh, had flapped at a corner. Uh, the keeper did his best to try and keep out the header from Wijnaldum, but it had uh, crept over the line. And then early in the second half, a really nicely worked move with uh, Robertson's lofted pass, releasing Sadio Mane down the left. His low cross sparking panic in the Spurs penalty box. Vertonghen knocking it against his own post. And uh, Roberto Firmino accepting the gift. And Liverpool could and should have had a few more after that. Um, they didn't, didn't take their chances. And then um, Lamella... Uh, capitalised on a, on a rare lapse in concentration from Liverpool defensively. He was given far too much space at the back post. Um, Lamella pulled one back, and then you know, suddenly hearts were in mouths when when Son uh, shaped a shoot in, well into 
the the depth of stoppage time. But uh, thankfully, you know, he ended up on his backside on the turf. There was uh, no threat to Alison Becker's goal, and it certainly would have been a travesty if Liverpool hadn't secured maximum points here today, um, because they were they were vastly superior to Spurs. I think I think the excitement partly stems from the fact that we know there's still so much more to come. Liverpool still haven't reached anything like the, the standards we know they can play at in terms of fluency and potency I think Mo Salah again today was uh, you know certainly not firing on all cylinders but that kind of whets your appetite for uh, for what we're going to be in for when they when they do finally click as, as a unit and the important thing at the moment is you know they are finding ways to win they're resolute um, you know you can you can see the the spirit and the togetherness that that Klopp has, has instilled in them and they're they're carving out some uh, some very crucial wins and some great scenes uh, a little while ago with the away end you, know, you think back to last October and that way end was was virtually empty come the final whistle after that defeat you know so much doom and gloom around the place Liverpool ninth at the time in the Premier League 12 points already adrift of Man City this time around they've flown out the blocks 15 points out of a possible 15 and it means that they, uh, they'll go into that mouth-watering Champions League clash with PSG at Anfield on Tuesday night on a glorious high The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo So firstly today uh, you know we've got the Spurs game there to review and we've got games with Paris Saint-Germain coming up on Tuesday um, it was important today we got the win we got it and, you know, we're made up again, five out of five, you can't argue with it. Um, I think, you know, I'm saying the same things now all the time. That we're not we're not playing at our best, but we're getting the points and, you know, we can't argue with that. Um, we're still, again, we're playing differently. Uh, I've said in the last few weeks, you know, what is it? Is it because of tiredness? Is it, you know, just rustiness? What is it? Today, I think, just confirms what one of the theories I had is that, I think it is by design, you know. We we have press, but we we're not pressing like we 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 were last season. You know, there were, there was points in the game there where I seen the front three, and I see I seen them standing off a little bit, um, and you know we're not using as much energy. We are playing a different way. The likes of uh, uh, Milner and 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 Keita today are tucking in when the fullbacks go up a little bit more, and it. You know, it, it is a bit more controlled. It's not as frantic and squash buckling, which, you know, I thought today we were going to need. Um, Tottenham were, were really poor, I thought, very poor. And to be honest, we could have had eight there today. We missed a lot of chances. And, you know, we have got to be more clinical than that. But there was loads of options. You know, normally, like, Liverpool will break away with, with speed and tempo and nick the ball to him and nick it between the front three and, and one of them will finish. I, there was times today the likes of Manny, for example, would be striding forward with an option either side of him and at Tottenham were really off the pace. And, you know, listen, we got the win in the end, but all all the afternoon I was thinking, they're going to get one still in this. It's only 2-0. And then the last few minutes were a bit, were a bit more frantic. But listen, we got the points. That's the main thing. We, we, we have just got to learn... I think Salah a few times was a bit greedy. I think Manny a few times chose the wrong option. But you know what? Like I said last week, just because you win, it can't just be, oh, you know, stop moaning, stop nitpicking. The teams who nitpick are the ones who win stuff because it's them finer details that win, lose or draw, you've got to analyse, you've got to pick up, you've got to improve. And, um, 
you know, now we've got the points. You draw the line under it, you see how you can improve and you go into the next game, you know, because let's face it at the back there, it's a very young um, pairing at the back. You know, the Gomez, the Trent and, and the Andy Robo, you know, obviously Van Dyke's a little bit older, but he, even he's, you know, uh, for how long he's been around. So they're all still learning. My only worry was that right-hand side of the defence. You've got Gomez on the right-hand side of it and you've got the Trent. And they were, Tottenham were playing long balls and, and Mora was getting in a few times. Um, sometimes, you know, Trent was in between there with the positional playing. Gomez can sleep sometimes with that. But he did recover. He did do a few good challenges, Gomez. But what I mean is that's something I think teams are going to pick on because they're inexperienced. They're both very talented. They've both got a big future. We know how good they are, but I think the likes of Paris Saint-Germain will do that. You know, they might have the Neymar, the 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 Bappy, and that. The, you know, they might be might might be targeting that on Tuesday. So you know, we've got to um, you know we've got to be wary of that. But let's let's not forget European nights at Anfield moving on to Tuesday. It, it, it's it's one of them where we've got to play our game. I'd expect to see higher tempo then, but can you just switch it between one mode of play and another? Can you just switch that tempo on? Hopefully we can. Um, going on to who was the, the best players today to sort of look for who's guaranteed a star for Tuesday for me, Milner. Uh, brilliant. You know, consistently been probably our best player in the first five games. Gomez probably got it against Leicester the other games, I'd say. The Milner, you know, he's everywhere. He's absolutely... He said the other day, he's the first time he's had a pre-season where you can tell and the signings seem to have galvanised him. And he's been great. He's everywhere. He's getting his foot in. He's leading by example. He's been a real captain on the pitch and so was the Van Dyke. I thought Keita was good as well with getting back in, in little pockets. Not what we we renowned him for on the ball as such, but getting back, chasing back. I thought he was good with that. And I thought Robbo had a good game as well. So, you know... Um, Salad not far and yet, but he's still a threat, isn't he? So let's just hope now we'll go we'll, we'll go on to Tuesday, and if we can get a win there, that set us up great. But even a draw would be a decent result there, uh, Paris Saint Germain there. And uh, listen, five out of five, top of the shop. Uh, we can't argue, and you know it's exciting, isn't it? All these games are rolling, rolling on, and you know the squad's there as a cracking squad, and let let let's see how far it takes us. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line. Uh, well, a little bit nervier than we would have wanted in the last few minutes, but it's another week, another win, five wins in five, and we're still top of the league. And apart from that sort of late goal that Spurs got back, I thought it was a really solid, impressive performance from Liverpool. Um, overall, they made Spurs look pretty average and completely outplayed them, which should worry the rest of the league, really, especially after what Spurs themselves did to Man United a few weeks ago. Um, In the end, it could have been four or five goals, really. Um, A funny thing is, never thought I'd say this about Liverpool's attack, Um, we maybe need to be a bit more ruthless in front of goals. Salah and Mane were a little bit wasteful today. Um, I'm sure they'll be fine, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the back, we were so solid again, even on the occasions when Spurs were able to get in behind. Uh, Van Dijk and Gomez, the speed at which they recover and make those challenges is so impressive. Alisson again, imperious at the back. Um, it was kind of ironic that Liverpool were the ones taking advantage of dodgy goalkeeping this week after 
all the sort of nonsense Alisson's had to put up with in the last week over that Cruyff turn and the one error he's made in the entire time he's been at Liverpool. Um, yeah, Vaughan was, was not good for Spurs, very dodgy, and uh, Firmino and Wijnaldum both took advantage of it. Um, Wijnaldum, my God, how good has he been this season? Um, and James Milner as well alongside him. Milner was probably man of the match again in the midfield. Um just his work rate again, he was unbelievable. Um and yeah, Wijnaldum scoring that first goal, his first goal away from home. Um and yeah, really um <laughs> taking advantage of that dodgy keeping, like you're saying, the goal line technology paying off, even though for some reason Harry Winks was arguing the goal, even though there's literal technology showing it went in. Um but there you go. And that midfield gives Klopp some stuff to think about for the next game. We've obviously got PSG in the Champions League on Tuesday and I'll be interested to see what midfield he picks because Milner and Wijnaldum have been so good. You know, Fabinho, we thought we might see him today, didn't get on the pitch. Uh, Henderson came on later on. I think Henderson might end up starting against PSG, but we'll see. Klopp's got to figure out if he wants to start both Wijnaldum and Milner again when the games are going to start coming thick and fast he's going to have to rotate but again it's a nice headache for him to have um I guess the other concern minor concern hopefully ahead of the PSG game is Firmino went off with an eye injury hopefully he'll be able to play in the Champions League on Tuesday because he would be a big miss if he's unavailable he was incredible today um probably his best game of the season so far he was just a constant threat obviously got the second goal Spurs just couldn't deal with his runs at all he was dragging them all over the place so yeah we're still on to win the league basically and we'll see how we get on the Champions League but yeah really really impressive performance again and it's it's just they're a lot of fun to watch at the moment but let's put the game out of sight next time please um Little plug before I go. Um, if you want to hear more chat about Liverpool and the Premier League, um, I've got another podcast called Did It Cross the Line, which I, a diehard Liverpool fan, obviously, have settled with my incredible wife, who's a Chelsea fan and a, f- a football journalist. So there's an interesting dynamic there, obviously. Um, lots of analysis, lots of laughs. Um, you can find us at Did It Cross on Twitter and all the links to the episodes are on there. We're on all the all the main podcast apps, basically. Um, but yeah, up the reds. Cheers. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, you all remind me on our performance last year. I, I didn't. I wouldn't think about it a second if you wouldn't ask constantly. So it was not in. A, it was not part of the preparation. Different game, different team, different situation. Everything is different. Um, so why should I use it? The only thing would be we used more the home game against, which we played against Tottenham. To be honest, not because the result was better, not because it's not that long ago. <laughs> and um, so yes, but the performance today for me was better than the result. Um, result is most important, and the result is perfect. Winning here is so difficult. So unbelievably difficult um, that I would never expect that um, only because we, we came here and tried to do a bit that you need a really outstanding performance that was the boys what was what the boys delivered today. And um, yeah, we could have scored more. We, we, we controlled the game in a in a way 
Um, okay, let me say it was the best game of the season for us, for sure. Um, especially we had in all the games really good moments, but today we had 85 brilliant minutes. And then, unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't finish the game, so finish the game off. So that means Tottenham has the quality to, to strike back. That's what they did after a corner. Um, and, but then, yeah, nothing happened anymore. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy about the performance of, and I'm proud of the, um, of the performance because the boys came back to Wednesday, Thursday. We trained yesterday, and then playing our football in that way. That's really nice. I'm a very positive person, but I'm not. I, 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 I see the game, I, I, then I. We talk here, then I analyze it, and I, and I don't think too much about it anymore, to be honest. Um, and I'm not sure if we can do it on Tuesday and next Saturday again. So we have to show that. We have to show that. I'm. I'm. Progress is. Yeah. It was a very good performance. Maybe our best against Tottenham helps. So in all in all the years since I'm in, um, but now imagine only five percent less. And we would have lost probably, so that's really hard. And Tottenham is probably not happy in the moment, not with the result and not with the performance. But because we were that good, it was so difficult for Tottenham today. I don't think that Tottenham played bad, and um, and that was then. That's why we deserved to win it. But it's yeah, it's over, three points, and um, now we have to go again in, in in three days. We have to recover pretty quick. We have not sure, but maybe an injury. With um, Roberto, we don't know exactly in the moment. This is something with his eye. We'll see. And um, yeah, and then we play Paris Saint Germain. They won yesterday without Neymar and Pape, so they, <laughs> so they can rest obviously players in the league. Um, and yeah, but it's it's on Tuesday, not today. So I'm happy with what I saw today. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.